you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Guardian. Guardian. Welcome to episode 78 of In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and to you, the Destiny community. However we reached your ears, we want to thank you for making us a part of your Destiny experience. My name is Jorge. My name is David. My name is Jordan. And on today's show, we got a whole bunch of guests. First off is the returning champion himself, Mr. Waldraff. Say hi, John. Hello, everybody. Nice to be back. It's been a while. Absolutely. It, it, one of the OG guys over here. I missed you, man. I missed you. I missed you. Next everyone. on the show, you're, you're a terrible liar. Anyway, next up is J- Justin Kincaid. How are you doing, Justin? I'm doing all right. Hello, Internet. And we want to make sure that you all are checking out all the other amazing podcasts available here on the Mashos Buttons Network at www.mashosbuttons.com. Get involved with us by sending us feedback and questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at inorbitpodcast or occasionally on Twitch at www.twitch.tv slash dsbolt. And if you so love us or hate us, whatever the case may be, make sure you guys go check us out on iTunes, drop us a comment, star us, preferably five stars. And let us know what you think about us there in the comments. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the TWAB. We're going to continue on with IGN stories, more beta talk, and of course, messages from the reef. Let's get right into it. This week, we found out on the TWAB that the Destiny 2 PC beta, we're going to get early access on August 28th. The open beta is August 29th, and the beta ends on the 31st. I know for. Jordan, this is a big thing for you because this is going to be your first real test of your PC, isn't it? Well, first test is a bit of an overstatement, but yeah, um, (laughs) I have a new PC. I am going through the growing pains of learning how to balance the software usage, the CPU and GPU usage. Anyway, that's as far as I'll take the tech talk and get everything working. Streaming a PC game and playing a PC game on the same machine is a little tricky. I have a good machine, but... Uh, Sounds like you need a better PC. No, I don't. Ooh. Trust me, I don't. <laughs> Stop being an asshole, David. Um, <laughs> you are what you eat. But yeah, um, see, I, and- I'm a Mac guy, so I'm trying to learn. I'll get there for the beta, though. I promise. Is anybody else here uh, going to be trying out the PC beta? Uh, yeah. Okay, so we got David. And I'll take uh- everybody else's silent <laughs> as possibly new. <laughs> I will be Not watching me. I will be watching no. plenty of footage. Are any of you going to play it on PC when it comes out? No, sir. Not myself. 
Nope, I'm PS4. Wow. Wow. I mean, I, right. I want to. Hey, listen, I'll take that back at PC. You might have it playing around. I'll take it. <laughs> Just give me all your parts. I want them. <laughs> so continuing talk about the TWAB, the last Trials of Osiris weekend or Age of Triumph is this weekend as we're recording right now. So, if you still haven't gotten your flawless run, uh, poor Justin. Anyway, if you Listen, haven't gotten your... Mean, does that mean I can eat up noobs this weekend? Do you think that's a thing? I honestly don't know. I, I, I think everybody's... Like, when Destiny 2 came out, like or the beta came out, like that was, that was kind of like the final knife in Destiny 1. Because I know a lot of people didn't go back to Destiny 1. You know, I haven't completed that yet, and yet I have like a ticket, which I'm 4-0 so far. I just never completed it. You want to complete that ticket this weekend, Wally? Sure. Listen, y'all's backpack opens up, you need to let me know. Let's end Destiny 1 on a high note. (laughs) Never mind. FYI, there's probably a ton of carries going on this weekend. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I'll be one of them. This is the last roll. (laughs) What were you saying, Justin? This is the full last run for Destiny One. This is it, right? I, I mean, I kind of have to say, yeah. I, I think that for a lot of people, like the only thing that they cared about was completing the book. And considering that this, like Iron Banner, that part of the book is closed. Trials of Osiris, that part of the book closed. Everything else, all the other stuff for the raids. What is it this week? Is it uh, Kingsfall? Well, trials. Hold on, trials and Iron Banner. You have one more week to complete. Right, but okay. no, I'm talking about for the book. Yeah, well, only talking about one more week in the book. Yeah. No, everything ends oh, wait. August first. August second. August first is. You had till like last week to complete the book, the order T-shirt. August first. Yeah. The T-shirt order deadline. Well, well, trials. It's um this week. Is the last trials for the book, right? That's that's what we did not. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said it was already done. No, I'm saying August first is is like that's it. Like if you didn't get anything, if you didn't get your book done by August first, no more T-shirt for you. Like you, you, I think they'll still have Trials of Osiris for another few weekends, and then this coming Tuesday will be Iron Banner, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But this Iron Banner coming up does not count for the book at all. You you already missed your chance. Right. So a lot of people, the big the, re, the big reason they were playing was to get the book done and no more. And they got a shirt for it? <laughs> well, you have to pay. It's a nice <laughs> shirt, okay? Uh, did it come in extra long? Because <laughs> if it didn't, then no. I didn't miss anything. I'm sure it looks good on everybody else. Are you going to wear it as a dress? No, no. For tall people, need an extra couple inches. No, okay. Yeah. That's what she said. Anyway, (laughs) um, but yeah, just, I think this, going back to Justin's point, I think this is going to be the last hurrah. Like, there's not that many people playing. And once you got the taste of the beta and you got the taste of that PvP, like, it felt amazing. You know, it's kind of hard to want to go back to Destiny 1. I mean, there is Daybreak strikes, though. You got a point. Oh, Daybreak. my God. Yeah, Daybreak. Oh, <laughs> fap, fap, fap. Anyway. 
what the heck was that? Anyway, uh, the other cool things that popped up this week were the Cold Heart exotic pre-order. Um, the, the actual exotic itself looks kind of cool. Almost reminds me a little bit of the Death Star laser because it just focuses in on a target and then it sh- like does damage. It's literally a gun from Call of Duty. Is it? Yeah, and it, it was in um, Advanced Warfare. They introduced laser guns that were literally just like this. When you hold it on the target, it does continual damage over time. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, there's David shooting down Destiny's newest exotic. Thank you, David. Well, it deserves to be shot down. It's a pre-order exotic. That is, If that is not the dumbest thing ever, I don't know what it is. <laughs> a freaking exotic from a pre-order. Jorge, was that the same gun that you sent me a picture of? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, mine looked a little bit different. The one that you drew the penis on. Yeah. 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 Well, there's, don't forget there's a PlayStation. <laughs> there's a PlayStation pre-order sniper too. Right, the Borealis. Right. But you don't get it just because you pre-ordered. You just that's have access. Just a, that's an exclusive for PlayStation. This is you literally get an exotic because you pre-ordered. Right. Trophies for so everybody. Justin, what do you th- so Justin, what do you think about the cold heart? I mean, personally, I mean, I get it. I really get the, I get the hate and I get the love, but who doesn't want to be Mr. Freeze for at least one minute? Like I do my hand, my hands up in the air. I want to I want to be Mr. Freeze and, and, and shout the lines because that's kind of a, a dream come true. <laughs> that part's cool. I agree with that. But like, do you really want to have this exotic, the thing that's supposed to be like the rarest type of gun to earn because you pre-ordered a game? Well, all right. So. That that's a completely valid point. I get it. I, I really think the exotic game has changed. I, I think the hunt is is no longer there. As, as we see in Destiny One, uh, with Rise of Iron, they pretty much took the hunt out for exotics, except for the special ones. You know, Outbreak Prime and uh, Kavas stuff. Um, those will obviously be there throughout the the game. But I don't think we're gonna have the the magical year one and year two hunt that Destiny brought us in Destiny Two. So. I think once we kind of understand and, and kind of get past that point of, you know, the hunt's gone and they're just going to kind of give us uh, exotics left and right and we're going to make our different builds based on skill versus what we get as a drop. I think that's mm-hmm. what the, the game's going to be about. Well, that I that I understand, but at the same time, like, this is an exotic weapon. And it like, I get that the grind isn't going to be the year one grind where you fought forever to get a Galahorn or whatever. And then you got super excited when you got it, but this is literally them giving away the top tier loot because you pre-ordered a game and people who didn't pre-order this game can't get this exotic until I think it's December is what it said in the promotional stuff. Mm -hmm. It was just like, that takes away the whole point of a looter shooter. This is no longer like you play the game to earn the better loot. This is you pre-ordered game to get the best loot, which is just silly. Like whether it's the best gun or not, like you said, it's a, it's a really cool gun that people want to use. And it should never be something you give away through a pre-order. This is this should be something you play for because that's the point of a game. You play the game to get the gear. And in this place, case, you don't even have to play the game to get the good gear. So are we just going to have like this exotic sitting in our inventory for forever? Or is it a, a pay to win I game sort of, type thing? No, right. I, I hope they don't go pay to win, but I have a feeling that it's going to be like a bully and Gemini type of situation where it'll be something fun to play with. Uh, it looks like it'll be more useful than a bully and Gemini, but it's not going to be like a top tier exotic or anything like that. But well, you at least had to do a quest to get that. True. Here's my theory. I, I, with I was regards. speaking to the quality of it. 
Here's my theory with regards to that. So I think what's happening is we're going to get an absurd amount of exotics in this game. And they're going to treat exotics kind of like every other looter style game. And I'll include MMOs like World of Warcraft and whatever in this where they're going to be all over the place. You're going to earn it at all types of levels. We already know that while you're leveling up, you're going to get exotics. You you might not reach for right now. Let's pretend level twenty is your max level, light level two hundred, whatever. You can be level ten, light level one hundred, and get exotics. We already know that's that's going to be a thing in the game. Given that we're going to be getting exotics throughout this whole thing, and not just in the end game, I don't think it's absurd to think that there's going to be around fifty exotic weapons. It, it, it screams that we're going to have a lot of these things and a, a good majority, we'll say half of them, are going to be locked behind either the raid, um, quests, or something else. And then the rest are going to be, you know, uh, RNG situations where you just earn them throughout doing things. I don't think any more than one will be locked behind a raid, but it's still just silly to me that it's silly to me that you'd ever get an exotic before you were the highest level. It is an exotic. It is the elite tier. It is something you can only have one equipped of. So why can you get this before you're the highest level? Makes no sense to me. It makes even less sense that you freaking get one for pre-ordering the game. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's gonna be that big. That big of a deal. Um. So Justin, what what do you think of this? Well, I mean, the the points you're making are completely valid, and I can I, I really do agree to to a sense of 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 the game and the player combination. I think what the the X factor here is there's there's business behind the wall and that's just stuff we don't know. We don't know all the the ins and out of it. Obviously, Sony put a kind of a blank check down and I think that's kind of what this is showing because it, they paid for this content. They they mm-hmm. paid Bungie to make this available. They didn't say, "Hey, give us whatever you got." Uh, literally Sony said, "We need we need a top tier thing. We need a thing to happen for customers to to get in on this early." And I can, David, I really do. I agree with you. I, I think the pre-order thing is kind of a silly, silly game to play. But again, I think there's just business behind it that, you know, it's just kind of part of the, the deal nowadays. Well, this pre-order isn't PlayStation exclusive. This has nothing to do with the Sony thing. This is just pre-order in general. You get an exotic gun. You're right. You're right. Along with that, uh, that new ghost as well. What do you, I mean, we didn't even talk about that yet. Oh God! See, that the ghost is okay. <laughs> See, I'm okay with that because it, it's it's a ghost. It's it's this just cosmetic thing that does not affect the game. If you want to give me a ghost, if you want to let me start with um a slightly more powerful blue weapon because I pre-ordered the game, if you want to let me have a cape because I pre-ordered the game, I'm okay with that. But giving me something that is supposed to be end-game loot is just pathetic in my mind. But here's my here's the thing that that I think is important. We're looking at this with heavy heavy tinted Destiny One eyes, and and I think that it's we kind of have to step back and kind of look at it from a different perspective. I I think everybody is guilty of looking at Destiny Two with Destiny One eyes because yes, it is Destiny. And right now from Destiny 1, we're used to, you don't get any exotics at all until, you know, your max light or yeah, max level, you start doing things, you get exotics, you know, and then you go from there. 
I think that the, the way they're treating exotics now is something unique to provide a unique, different experience while you're playing at any level. And you, you take that exotic, you can build it up, make it more powerful as you, as you go up. Or you can choose not to level it up, whatever you need to, you want to do. But I think that we're looking at this too heavily with those year Destiny 1 eyes instead of looking at it as, okay, this is a completely unique experience um, with regards to this weapon or this armor piece that I can get at this time. And I can either bring it up with me or not do whatever I need to do or do whatever I want to do with it. Uh, yeah. Walt, what did you want to... One last point, and then we'll go ahead and, and move on because we got a lot of stuff we want to yeah. talk about. Uh, just real quick, the exotics to me are mm -hmm. supposed to be special. Um, anything mm -hmm. to me that's being given away in a pre-order most likely isn't going to be that significant, which to me defeats the purpose of being exotic. And I realize why they're doing it. It's it's you know to to give you the impression that you're getting something special. Most likely you're not. Mm -hmm. And I agree with David with the idea that uh, of a situation like this. But considering if I'm going to look at Destiny 1 and look at the exotics, how many did I actually use? How many of them were impressive? Mm -hmm. When in reality, we, we all played PvP. We know exactly what exotics people were using. And they were all the same guns. And most of them just sat in the, the 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 bank really and if if i'm going to look at destiny 2 and say that all right there may be 50 exotic guns i can only use one and i can't imagine that they came up with 50 really special unique guns that are going to be, make me say man i don't know what what gun to use in this in this match or, or on this level Mm -hmm. Most likely, again, it's going to be the same few that I'm going to use, or they're just going to toy with how strong the guns are again, and everyone's going to switch back and forth to whatever whatever's going to give them the biggest gain. So uh, right. I don't expect much out of the exotic, but at the same time, you're just lowering um, uh, what an exotic is supposed to be. It's supposed to be special. It's supposed to be something that it makes puts it above everything else. And let's be honest, most of them aren't that. How many times did you get an exotic and just go, oh, man, I, I can't do anything with this. This is this. I'm just, I'm just going to get rid of it. <laughs> How many times did you get mad because of the exotic you got? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like there's nothing exotic about this. So I, I would I would rather them come up with a smaller amount of really impressive guns and, and find a way for me to try and and really think about, man, what, what gun do I want to go in and, into this battle with than just load up my bank with, with a ton of shit that at some point I'm just going to get rid of. And you know, it was just a waste of time either, either taking the time to try and get it or pre-ordering, which it takes no work whatsoever. Right. No, literally on the... On the same point, I totally agree. If there were 10 exotics and those 10 exotics were awesome and special and unique and I had to hunt them down, like I'd be okay with that. And if each of them had a Gallahorn level hunt, I'm okay with that. 
because then it actually gives you this type of elite gear to go for. And Jorge, I know you said that, like we're looking at with this through Destiny 1 eyes, but that's not the eyes I'm looking at it through. I'm not looking at this in a Destiny, um, like Destiny 1 perspective. I'm looking at it this through a looter shooter perspective, and they've essentially taken what is supposed to be the pinnacle of this style of game for you to hunt for and made it something you don't have to do any hunt for. You just have to pre-order the game. But I mean, and and this will I'll make this last point before we we move on um, with regards to the topics because um, we got a lot of stuff. Um, again, if in Destiny One we were getting exotics throughout the whole thing, you may not be taking that opinion. I'm, I'm I, I I understand I, what, I understand what you're all talking about. I really do. I think that, especially in starting in Taken King, they made it so that exotics were a complementary thing, but not an absolute essential thing. I mean, even in Taken King, the big one was um, Touch of Malice, where it was extremely useful in a lot of situations until it got the uh, the bubble nerfed. At that point, that's where it became. A very very utility weapon that was only really useful in the um sisters encounter not even the oryx encounter itself um so yeah uh justin well uh, what, what's uh i know you had a question <laughs> yeah I, I know we got to move on just one quick point to the the pre-order you know world of it uh, mm -hmm. would you guys prefer do we remember the reserve bonus for uh destiny one it was the vanguard weapon and if you remember we used those for all of three milliseconds I mean, I know I did. I mean, do we want that or do we want a high-end game thing like this? And I, again, David, you make a really bad, valid point, and I agree with you. I really do. But I think that just speaks to the, to the way this game really is changing in the looter-shooter aspect. and It's becoming a primary, and well, I guess now we've got two primary kind of games. Yeah, I mean, I... I would rather, me personally, I would rather have the, the use it for three milliseconds thing because it's a pre-order bonus. And I don't think a pre-order bonus should affect the game. Eh. I, I'm I'm not of that mindset. The the entire the green weapons were completely useless. Um, kind of jumping on what David mentioned earlier, I definitely think that what would have been better would have been legendary cloaks, class items, uh, ghosts that were specific to um, the pre-order. That that I mean, it, 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 from what I'm seeing. And and, and and maybe we just haven't gotten enough of the loot, so we can't make a, a complete judgment on it. But the, the class armor in Destiny 2 didn't look like it had special perks on it. And I'm hoping that's the case because I really hated that these different um, the cloaks and whatever had intellect and discipline. It really, because I wanted to look, okay, I wanted to, I love that cloak, I really do. Can't use it though because it doesn't have the right set of perks, and it's especially all about especially with ornaments. I totally agree. It, it, it just it, it really annoys me, especially when you're trying to get the absolute perfect roll with the ornaments, and you're just like, ah, oh, never mind. This is too much work. I'm I'm not gonna even bother. So my I mean my character looks like a complete hodgepodge, but it has the perfect um, intellect, discipline, strength roll that I want, but it, it it looks no way like I want it, and that's another reason why I want them to introduce um. Uh, was a transmog in the game because I think that our looks 
the way we look is an important thing to each of us. We're, I mean, I know this sounds silly, but we kind of attach ourselves to these guardians. And when I, when I see my hunter out there doing the hunter things while he's doing his playing his hunter reindeer games, you know, yes, I went there. Shut up. Um, I just, I, I, I like seeing that, like, like I feel, I, I kind of get attached to it and I, but knowing that I can't change the way he looks because doesn't have the right role, you know? So I, I, I kind of do think that it might be a combination of PlayStation and Activision making some calls there. So, but this one has nothing to do with PlayStation. Maybe I, 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 I don't think nothing to do with PlayStation. I don't think the the pre order itself has anything to do with PlayStation, but it was more like well, Bungie thinking well, or yeah, even Activision thinking well, what do we do with regards to this? If Sony's getting this, this, and this, we kind of have to do something here. Like like they're trying to like there's so many decisions that are made because of the PlayStation deal. That, okay, how about this? How about this? Final question. Final question. Then we can move on. If this gun were in the game and you had to grind for it or do a quest for it would it feel more special to you than if you just get it as a pre-order bonus not necessarily i have no attachment to um to boolean gemini i mean if you want to bring up black spindle if if you had to fight for this like i did black spindle yeah i mean you make a like i said I'm, i'm on your side with with that mindset you're right. It does feel like it's it's kind of a, a robbery in a way, but I, I still feel like you know this is gonna it's coming down to just the way things are kind of changing in, in the world of Destiny, and it's just kind of part of the game now. I get that 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 thing you made about Black Spindle, but what if it wasn't Black Spindle? Let's say it was Boolean Gemini. Would you have the same attachment to that? Then you would have gone through a story mission, and I would have more of an attachment to the fact that it's an exotic, and I worked to get it. Than the fact that I just pre-ordered to get it. I don't think if if it's gonna be a gun from the pre-order, I don't think it should be an exotic. Give me your money, David. Right, but but here, here's <laughs> it has the nothing one to do with extra money. It, here's the one. Literally, I'm gonna pay this anyway. Here's the one big thing about about Black Spindle that that was important. Black Spindle was an elite level at the time, especially elite level exotic that was in many cases must have to do maximum damage on raid bosses so it was heavily desired so that's what made that that thing more special i don't think as but if in some people, way this is the best gun though now you're just making assumptions we don't know and you we don't know we, that it we, won't and we we already know that it's going to be earned through rng because they would never put a quest weapon like here you go here's a quest weapon you don't have to do the quest like they would never do that What's we already know it's going to be earned through rng so get this gun. We'll see. We'll have to see when Cold Heart comes out and is, and is available. Um, and hopefully, there's a, it's kind of like what they did with um, Iron Gallahorn, where yes, you it's in your Postmaster, but you can't really use it until you at least do something, at least a, a little bit of a lock to make it. You know, not it's like oh, I'm at level one, I have an exotic. You know, I, I, I wouldn't want that either. But at the same time, I think that the um, the way that they're approaching exotics is completely different. Anyway, uh, continuing on with the pre-order bonuses, there's a whole bunch of confusion going on right now with regards to what you get um, with your pre-order. Because we don't know if 
we get the ghost or not with our pre-order. We don't know if we get a fidget spinner or not with your pre-order. We don't know if we're getting a dance emote or not with the pre-order. Like it's getting to to be almost it's almost King's uh, uh, taking King level worth of, of, of confusion. Did you guys hear about this? Yeah, it's weird. It's it's weird because they started announcing stuff after people have already pre-ordered, which I don't remember ever happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, especially this weekend at GameStop, um, which is today's the 28th. So tomorrow's 29th and 30th, correct? Um, on the 29th and 30th, which by the time you guys hear this, you guys will no longer have access to it. At GameStop, if you pre-order Destiny 2, you get the fidget spinner. Now, I'm not entirely sure if you get to go back and pick up a fidget spinner if you've already physically pre-ordered. Um, I can answer that. I would have to, I'm sorry? I, I can actually answer that one. Um the idea behind it now granted if you if you know someone in the store and you can you know rub elbows with them i'm sure you can get the hook up real quick but the idea is for anyone who reserved it before this is they got access to the game early they got to play this uh, this this game early because the of beta. the reserve yeah the beta um the idea now is okay you played the open beta come back and reserve the game here's another physical item for free so i mean do you get it no because most stores only got 10 to 15 of those so they're, they're, that's not going to fill the 50 to 60 they already have reserved. So the idea is that for any new reserves going forward for that weekend that they're doing. Uh, I, I have to go to GameStop and pre-order a game since I got mine <laughs> digitally. You can reserve digital games there, so that, that, that counts. Uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I, I can't say that's right. I can't say it's fair, but <clears throat> their, their thought process behind it is more than likely... Okay, the guests got to play the game early. They got their hands on it already, so they got a cool, cool incentive. Here's some extra goodies for someone who wants to come in this weekend reserve. Yep, I'm going in tomorrow. And and how many cans of Red Bull do we have to you know drink in order to pre-order this exclusive Suros green set? Just waiting for a whole set, man. Yes, got to catch them all. And then the Destiny Go ARG game. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't like what's going on with regards to the pre-orders. I mean, putting the fidget spinner aside, which I get a whatever, they had an agreement with GameStop, but like the dance emotes, like certain versions of the game apparently are, are not getting the dance emote, the, the one that was in the Cold Heart beta or the Cold Heart video. Apparently some of them are like, like Bungie, come on. Did you not learn anything from Taken King? Taken King was the absolute worst experience that a lot of people had with regards to any pre-ordering of Destiny. And it feels that kind of the pre-orders are going that same way. I remember when, when people had outrage over the green Suros weapons. Like, I pre-ordered, like, why am I not getting this? And they were like, no, everybody's getting it. And then people use it for a total of five seconds. I think this is a Activision call. I really think this is the, a new publisher doing things to to this developer, and I think it's just their way of kind of like making sure they they state their dominance in in the pre order game. Because you know, look at Call of Duty is is the biggest runner when it comes to pre orders, and, and they don't they don't really mess around with the how, who gets what, who gets where kind of thing like they're doing with Bungie. But it's a new developer for them. Maybe they want to try a, a new thing because it's it's the second AAA franchise they have on their on their squad. Because if you think back, Bungie and Microsoft. They never did any of this stuff with Halo. I mean, you got the beta with Crackdown. That's about as 
big of a pre-order bonus they ever got with Halo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it better when pre-order bonuses did not matter and nobody really cared or wanted the things from pre-orders because, you know, easier. Yeah. I think it's safe to say right now that the biggest beef that we're having, not just with Destiny, but for a lot of games is you pre-order a game, you get exclusive content that can affect the way you play the game and, and just everything in the game. Yeah. And, and it makes you true. feel like you're getting an incomplete version of the game if you don't pre-order. That's huge. That's very true. Especially with a game like Destiny where you collect things. Like, yeah. say, nobody else can get that ghost. Like, that that's a big deal. That's a very big deal. Yeah. I, I, I guarantee you if Carmine was here, he would go on a whole tangent <laughs> of rap. I mean, absolutely. It feels like they're kind of punishing the, the whole community in, in different ways. And that isn't right. I mean, we're absolutely correct in feeling that way. It's just one of those things, business is business. But yeah, they, they definitely are. Money is money. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. A lot of money. Jordan, you've been quiet for a while. How do you feel about the pre-orders? Um, You know, the way they're doing it, I, I sort of agree that the exotic pre-order is a little bit much. But it's probably going to be a situational gun. So I think uh, that's one thing to consider. Um, looking at things through the eyes of Destiny 1 or with our Destiny 1 beer goggles on, is another thing we have to consider. Uh, it's hard for us to look at Destiny 2 as something different than Destiny 1 because all we know is Destiny 1. So we have to just basically play the waiting game at this point and see what happens when Destiny 2 comes out. We're not going to get these answers from Bungie. If you guys uh, read the article on IGN where they had a bunch of IGN users ask Bungie questions, they're not oh giving up too much. They're not giving up that much at all. Oh my god! Point, you know anything? They're trying to stay tight-lipped, which I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with. You know um, those questions. So, can, can we talk about those questions no, for a second? I'm no, sorry no, to interrupt, but no, I know because no. I wanted, I wanted to get your opinion. Those were the biggest softball questions I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah, definitely. Probably because definitely. they weren't getting answers from them. They weren't getting the it's answers they wanted, like, so they just Bungie wrote them. No, <laughs> they, didn't. they chose they chose the questions that got the best answers. Bungie probably refused to answer a lot of questions. So they had to choose the questions that actually got a substantial answer. That's how that usually works. Oh, they probably man. got yeah. better questions than that. That's for sure. It was absolute hot garbage. I was like, so how do you feel like when you're when you're baking cookies? I feel fantastic. Thanks for asking. You're a great fan of Destiny. <laughs> It wasn't exactly like that, but I mean, it might as well have been because it was, I mean, one of the questions was really important to me, and I don't know if, if this was important to you guys. The big one was, is your character going to remain mute throughout the entire yeah. game? Oh, and that that triggered me when I read the response. I was just like, oh, okay, going on this. So I didn't get a chance to okay. talk about this last week. Sorry. You, you, uh, um, gonna- there's a, this question basically said there's a chance your guy won't remain mute. Okay. Like summing it up, basically. Um, I think your character speaks the entire time. And the reason I think this is because you know how um, at the DRE, there was a different version of the first mission. You didn't see the full stuff. And now we saw more of the first mission. We played a beta. I think there's more to the first mission. I think part of more to that first mission is your character talking. And the reason I think that is because when you're flying in in the original cutscene. Your ghost says something to you and then looks at you and your character looks at the ghost and there's this good like 
six to ten second yeah. pause where you <laughs> could be saying a line and then the ghost responds as if you've said something to him. Yeah. I think when the game ships, your character will have voice right there and will have voice throughout the story. Yes, that's actually something I picked up on too, David. I hope so, because I really don't. Not that I have a problem with Nolan North, and I know a lot of people here do. I'm not in, on this, maybe here. I don't know. But a lot of Destiny fans out there have a problem with it. It's just, it, <laughs> to me, it, it, never made, it never made sense why we're not having this banter with the ghost. Like, like when, when he called. I love you. Let's do lunch. When he's supposed, well, he's supposed to mean a lot to us. You're right. Right. Like, he's supposed to mean a lot to us. And, like, I, I kind of like it when, when we were in, in vanilla, when, when it was like, no, little light. Don't do that. Like that kind of like that interaction there, like that was cool. That was funny as as heck. That was one of the few mo- funny moments in Vanilla Destiny, where it was just like, "Yo, you just told off your ghost." That's hilarious, right? Yeah, no, I agree. And like, imagine this: like Gaul's kicking you over, knocks the ghost down, and kicks your ghost off the edge, and you go, "No." It'll be nice. It'll be fun. Hopefully, it's not as awkward as that. But yeah. yeah. Thank God they retconned that already in, in the comics. But anyway, um, if you don't, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, look at Darth Vader. Oh <laughs> yes, that that Darth Vader comic was amazing. Thank God they fixed that. Anyway, which one? the I'll I'll send it to you later. No, no, which one? The, like the original run or the new run? The new run. I I don't know what the name is of, of the. Well, there's two Darth Vaders. There's the Darth Vader, the the first run of Darth Vader, which lasted for twenty. Bro, I'm really into my Star Wars comics. Here I'm asking which one you like better. Go. Hush up, little light. Anyway, okay. Ooh. We'll talk after the show. David, why don't you go ahead and talk about Mash Those Buttons? Well, Mash Those Buttons is your ultimate resource for video game commentary, reaction, and involvement by a variety of opinionated and informed gamers who love gaming of all kinds. Covering a large swath of gaming, we cover the latest news and information on the games you care about and always provide unfiltered commentary and fun. Check out all the killer podcasts available today right on the Mash Those Buttons website at www.mashthosebuttons.com. Thank you, Little Light. And now... I kind of want to go ahead and talk about the beta because we got a couple people here who weren't here with us last week, and I want to get your thoughts, especially Waldy. You're the, you're the big one. Um, I know you wow, have a lot of much. I mean, <laughs> big one. So yeah, now I kind of want to talk about the beta um, since it just happened, and we got a couple people here on the podcast who weren't here last week. And I wanted to get their opinions, especially Waldy's, because, John, I know you had a lot of fun uh, dropping them bows on them people. I see how important I am. No, you're not important at all. Anyway, John, New phone. what are your initial impressions? We'll start off with PVE. What are your initial impressions with um, Destiny 2? The PVE uh, really just felt like uh, an extension of Destiny 1. Uh, I really didn't see that much of a difference. I realized we were playing around with uh, some new abilities, uh, but you know, I expected that. Um, mm-hmm. But as for the game, the look of it and everything, it, there's nothing really different. It, it just felt like the same as if uh, you know I went from playing uh, one Call of Duty game to another. Um, and at the same time, I wasn't expecting a lot to change. Um, you know, they had. 
pretty much a successful game to begin with. They weren't going to mess with it, even though, uh, of course, we had plenty of issues with Destiny 1, uh, mainly with story. Now, of course, uh, they're really pushing the idea that they hope people complain about that uh, that there's just there's too much story in Destiny 2, and we're not going to get a whole lot in a beta. Uh, but ultimately, it just felt like the same game. You still had uh, you know, your enemies were, for the most part, bullet sponges. Um, so uh, everything was still there. It, it was it was fun that to, to see some of the the characters that you really got to know in in the uh, in Destiny One were actually kind of in the battles with you, even though they <laughs> they didn't really mean that much. But uh, at least it, it felt like it was part of something. Um, and it was uh, it was fun just going through a little bit more of the tower that you never saw before, but for the most part, it was it was Destiny one all over again. And David, I know you played around with the with the beta a bit. What did you think of it? Oh, just PVE for right now. Uh, well, you know, I had a ton of fun. Um, PVE, I didn't do as much PVE as I did PvP, as is probably expected of me. But um, I I. I enjoyed it. Like a lot of people have already been talking about um, the abilities not like coming up as fast as they should in PVE. And like, I, I did feel that when I was playing, um, but it, it felt good. Like, like John said, it, it felt like an extension of destiny one. And that's what I wanted from this game. Like, I don't, I don't want a new game. I want destiny. And I think that this is a game that needs to build off, build off in the way that games like wow build where, it's essentially each new release is just an expansion of the already great game. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, they're starting off well with that. And I hope it continues in that manner. Um, I really, really have high hopes for what we have coming in destiny Two, just from the beta. I know a lot of people um, were complaining and saying that like, they don't want to play destiny two after this beta, but I, I felt the opposite. Um, I, I really liked it PVE wise, and I'm really looking forward to the story after experiencing just that first story mission. Yeah. I mean, kind of building off of that, that third ability, like for example, the Titan shield really added a lot of good dimension to that game. A lot of good stuff. And, and I, 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 I hope that I pray to God that they give the hunter another ability because yes, oh, the little right. role is cool, but man, is it so selfish? Well, yeah, I, so I that. felt that that was a weak role too. That that third ability that they had just it was very lackluster. I think they're so going to have to change that up. I kind of want to talk on that because I had forgotten about this. I tried to um, last week. What, what I was going to mention before, you know, I wasn't able to be on the show. Um, I actually feel that the hunter third ability. Well, yes, it is very lackluster and needs to be changed up. A little bit um is actually like the right style ability for a hunter and the reason why i think that is because you essentially have with these abilities the focusing of three styles of play you have a dps style which would be your hunter a tank style which would be your titan and a um, buffer style which would be your um, warlock with its heal and empowering rift to do extra damage so I think that they're on the right track with this hunter role, and it really should be something that is kind of selfish if it's going to be the DPS character. I do think the role itself is a little little subpar, but 
Um, I didn't mind the ability as much as everybody else did, just because I think it fits that role that we see in these these style of games, especially this MMO style where you have the DPS, the tank, and the buff buffer style play. Here's the thing: like, I kind of disagree with that, and the reason I say that is so. With regards to the hunter, I I think that the the, the rolls. I mean, one of them gives you what. You roll, you get your, your melee back. The other one is you roll, you you reload. Okay. They really should both be together. Like, both those abilities should be together. And I would have made it so that the hunter actually has a second ability beyond just having the, the reload or the melee back. He has a smoke grenade that, that makes him invisible. That way it's not only a... It's, it's a not a selfish thing, but then you have options which kind of fit that hunter thing that you that you mentioned right there, where he's want to sneak. He's the guy that sneaks up, does damage, or sneaks in. There might be a mission where stealth might be be needed or might be preferred. Just different options beyond just you know, hey, I can roll. Cool. I don't think he necessarily needs to be stealthy though. Like I think he just needs to be a damage dealer, and I don't think you need to be stealthy to do that. I mean, it's not. not Stealth op offers options in in multiple game types, because stealth was useful in both PVE and PvP. Um, but for it, it just it, just the role itself doesn't seem all that useful. I, I understand that there's going to be a lot of people who who are going to be able to, to roll, kill, roll, kill, roll, kill, or roll, reload, you know, kill because they have a uh, their gun. There's a lot of options there. I, I'm not trying to take away from that, but it it just it that third ability for the hunter just does not feel right. And especially when you have, for example, the warlock, he can air dash. The titan, yes, he can shoulder charge only when he has the melee attack. But the shoulder charge isn't just an offensive weapon; it is very useful for movement and positioning and whatever. Like it feels like all the other classes have all these movement abilities and then the hunter his only movement is the, is the third option and maybe that's not the best choice i sort of envision something where you know like the warlock as the healing rift or the damage buff rift mm -hmm. um something like that with the, you say invisibility i was right on the same page there i was thinking something that would grant invisibility not just to the 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 hunter but to the team like maybe like a rift or some sort of like a aura that if you pass through it, you can get invisibility for a brief period of time so that a group of you could go and maybe revive a teammate or move positions in PVP or in PVE to get somewhere uh, past a bunch of strong enemies. I think that would be cool. And it makes sense. And it would balance with the other abilities that you have in with the hunter, excuse me, with the warlock and the uh, Titan. Mm hmm. So Justin, I know you also played around with it. What do you think of the, of the PVE and, and the beta? Oh, I mean, I, I don't want to say too much because my feelings are pretty much in line with with all of yours. Um, I think that what they did was was magical for the storytelling, and I, I know that's been a big hype up for the past couple of months. And I really think they're going to deliver. I hope they do. I mean, let's let's face it. I'm, I'm feeling a hype I'm going to be, but I really hope they do deliver with that cinematic story they've been missing. Um, one. One thing I think we're going to see is, um, kind of to your point, Jorge, is I really think we're going to see class-specific abilities come into a much larger role 
I, I mm-hmm. really think that you know Destiny One. Hey, let me go get my my Bubble Titan. Let me go get my Warlock. You know that they, those were there and they really were. But I think it's just going to be you know stretched to the, to the nth degree with uh, Destiny. So I'm really excited to see what kind of changes or kind of uh, new scenarios are going to pop up. That. One thing, and this is one of those little tiny little picky things. I did all right when you guys started out in the story. You know how the fire burned you, and you were just like, "Oh my God, sweet! We have elemental effects now." You know that's kind of an exciting moment. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Zavala told you to come to his bubble and you died. <laughs> yes, there is that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they. <laughs> I'm so glad you mentioned that. <laughs> uh, Everyone right. in my bubble. It's like okay, sure. And you like sprint there, and then of course, like you like get obliterated right before. It's like wait, what's it? What the first time that happened? I literally just like dropped my controller. I was like, welp. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> was on. definitely no. You're good. Uh, that, anyway, go on, Justin. Threw us off, um, but. So that was a really cool introductory, like, okay, this is this is what it's all about. You know, we're going to have a new story, new elemental effects, and it just kind of got you up on a hype moment. Man, if I didn't go into that strike, and I think, Jorge, I forgot what you called it last week, but uh, the battlefield where there's huge craters and there's like 50 cabal just kind of dropped into mm-hmm. it. There were fire pits all over the place, and not one of them hurt me. And I don't know, yeah. I don't know what... They're, I don't know if the story is different from PVE and like the, the world, but like, why would they make that a thing in the story mission and not in the strikes? I don't know too sure what they're going on with that, but that, that's a tiny little thing. Other than that, I really enjoyed every bit of it. I, I know they're working on new builds. Obviously, we're playing an old build, and that's what they're you know they're going to fix the mechanics of the the drops and the 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 power ammo and your your grenades and your your supers are going to change up. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do with that. But I didn't have a problem with it just because I, I don't know. I guess I like being. Sp- uh, spoon fed anything that destiny gives me <laughs> yeah i know the new build that destiny currently has uh your garden guardian has the ability to fap in midair um <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> okay maybe not so um kind of jumping on that point one thing that was weird kind of going back to an older topic with cold heart like it's cold heart why aren't you like you're freezing these enemies like that would have been cool I I just I did was I was thinking about it as like it's called cold heart sub zero temperatures keep it cold it's using the power of cold and they're like the entire what is that that ad was like ice ice baby and I was like I don't see anything freezing when the cabal started dancing tell me you didn't crack up oh god <laughs> if I see the cabal dancing I'm gonna done I'm just I'm just I'm, I'm gonna put the controller down flip the table away you just you'll, you won't hear from me for a good for a good hour. On a table, flip it. If I if if I ever, I I, I wouldn't be able to handle myself. I, I I I just I can't, I can't. But yeah, that's this. I kind of want to talk about PvP now because I know. Here's the weird thing for me that, that struck me struck me when I was looking at Destiny Two, the beta. And again, we're only looking at the beta. We're not making final judgments, so people, back off. Anyway. I always I always look at the sequels like this. So you got Super Mario Brothers, and then you got the Japanese Super Mario Brothers 2, which over here in the US we call Lost Levels, and then there's Mario Brothers 3. In PvE, it felt like from Super Mario Brothers to Super Mario Brothers Lost Levels. However, with PvP, it felt like Super Mario Brothers straight to Super Mario Brothers 3. It felt like night and day. It felt so fresh, so exciting, at least for me anyway. Um, and with a couple minor uh, changes, I-, I can definitely see PvP being 
absolutely dynamic. So, David, I know you want to chop at the bits. Go ahead. Well, first, because uh, you talked about changes. Um, well, I don't know. Do you want me to say my thing to get your guys' opinion on first, or do you want me to just spew you, off just, my just opinion? Shut up and go. Okay. So I re- loved PvP. I had tons of fun. Um, I really loved how the abilities are left few, far, and in between. It's a shooter through and through. Um, team shooting and team play is 100% the focus, and I loved it. I had tons of fun in Countdown. The abilities were awesome. Um, my personal like favorite, my favorite class in general, even PVE, was Arc, um, the Arc Strider. I was having so much fun with that class, and I know a lot of people have been hating on it, saying it was the worst of the new classes. But um, when you got down your movement, and especially your super movement, like it is so much fun to use. Um, I loved the ability change you could do with it. It was fun. It was tons of fun. Um, the thing I wanted to throw to you guys to get your opinion on is there's been a lot of talk on how abilities um, maybe need to be more prevalent, like they've been taken down um, and that's good, but they need to be a little more prevalent. I I don't think super and melees need to be brought up any. I think, or not super melees, grenade right. and melees. I think those are in a good spot. And I think the third ability is in a good spot, except for maybe the hunter role, just because the hunter role really doesn't have as much of a team utility use as the Titan and Warlock does, so maybe they could get that a little faster. I don't know how that would work, but um, I feel like right now um, the problem with the supers, because the supers has been a big talk in PvP, it's basically like people complain because you most of the time you don't get one or you just get one. Occasionally you'll be able to get two, but um, I feel like if they started you with a super, and I know that's kind of a weird thing Ooh. to say, but I feel like if they started everybody with a super, you then have this super, which you can choose to use at a conditional time, or you can use it right away. Ooh. And then you would be able to use it more situationally. And if you use it right away, you might be able to get a second or you can hold on to it and say three minutes into the game, there's three people capping like at a point you can use your super to wipe those three people then it makes it kind of a strategy play to see whether you want to have that super right away or use that super right away or hold on to it for a more of a strategic team play. Mm. And I know that's weird to say Ooh. you're making noises, but I feel like if we're only going to get one super at a game, I think having it at the start would make it so you can use it in a very strategic manner. Oh, David, I'm sorry, mm. but... Oh. Well, no. That's one way to put it. I, I don't oh. know, man. Putting the dude having the super right away isn't that may not be that bad, but oh. I sort of feel that the super, especially in PvP, should be something that you're rewarded for good play. No. Wow, that's annoying. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Ooh. I think I you're get, close-minded and you don't understand competitive play. I get why why you said that. Um, I mean, especially in Destiny 2, I saw Waldy do it so many times. You can quickly kill a super. You can quickly, quickly make a, a super very, very irrelevant. Um, but, I mean, especially I mean, Golden Gun, though, like that, that's still a very strong super. So there's very little. You Is can it, play. though? I mean, if someone pops a Golden Gun, go hide for three seconds and you're golden. Yeah, right, but the, the duration that you actually had to use Golden Gun was a little short. I'm sure they'll be uh, messing with that. 
Maybe, but I mean, even then, like, you see, the second a golden gun sees you, you're dead. That's it. There's no questions about it. You're done. Um, like the yeah, other but the supers, golden like, gun the, only has three seconds to see you. All that's needed. All that's needed. Um, I, I, I get what you're getting at, and and I like you thinking out of the box. I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> no, it's just uh, oof, 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 oof. Uh, that that's tough. That that's tough. I I I do hope that they increase the super recharge rate just a tad. I don't I don't want them to go full throttle, and because the last thing we need is is seven supers a match like we were having in Destiny. Okay, maybe that's an exaggeration, but. There were so many times I was I was killed by supers that I was just like, mm, again, a, another super, really, another one. So I hope that they don't go full on super at most to a match, but any more than that, and, and you're approaching like Destiny one levels where where it's just left and right supers, and that's the last thing I want. I want people to be to be calling out like, yo, I use a super, killed two people on rugs, go get the orbs. Like, that's what I want to see more of. Like, okay, you got your super because you worked as a team, chained supers. I'm, I don't have any problem with that. But when you get to the point where you have a whole bunch of supers, like, that's just, mm. I, 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 again, I, I, I appreciate you thinking outside the box. You know, he mentioned um, that the grenade abilities and the melee abilities, he felt those. We're in a good place. It's interesting because I think I read, uh, I don't know if it came out today, but it was uh, recent that the melee and grenade abilities, I think they added more punch to them. I thought the mm-hmm. grenades, for the most part, felt a little too weak. There were mm-hmm. some instances where I uh, thought I hit a good grenade uh, in PvP and it didn't seem to do any damage. It may have been lag, but I didn't really experience a whole lot of lag during the beta. So. I don't know. Um, stickies, they seem to do a lot less damage than you'd think. I mean, you stick a person with a grenade in their face, you know, I would expect them to take quite a bit of damage, you know, definitely take the shield off and do additional damage off of that. There were times I, I know I stuck someone, I saw them get stuck, start to run away, and the grenade goes off, and then they still had shield left. I'm like, what? Like mm-hmm. that's a grenade on your face. Like <laughs> that should definitely do damage. So I I think they fixed that, but we didn't get to experience it. We're not going to get to experience it, unfortunately, until September. I mean, I kind of only think the only buffs that they're going to give grenades are going to be in PVE. I I I I think that where where their grenades are at right now are kind of where what they're going to be at. Maybe a little bit more of a punch, but I don't I don't think they're going to go any further than that. I don't think they need a bunch. They are, in my mind, they're good. Like like I said previously, because they they basically become not your main method for killing someone. They become a support tool. And I was having great success with um, tagging someone, then throwing a nade to get them around a corner. Or like if someone's right. hiding, throwing a nade in to get them out of their position. And I think that's how grenades should be used um, in this. Yeah. Justin, what were you thinking? I mean, all right, so when when you're not... A top tier player like David, um, when you got people like me, 
Um, I definitely, I think the grenades are a little bit more of a crutch, and I like that. I don't want it to be overpowered. I, I kind of want them to bring up the recharge rate a little bit, and a little bit of the power. If they don't touch a power, I'm not going to cry about it. But I definitely would like to have more than three, or maybe sometimes even two, just it kind of felt like with per match. Supers, they can, honestly, I could do without supers in general. I, I like them, but I don't, they're not a crutch for me. They're not something I rely on or need in, in Destiny's life. Um, I think they're a PVE thing, and, and for PVP it's whatever. But um, I definitely think that having a little bit more of, a, of buffs with uh, the grenades will be more advantageous in the long run, just because not everyone, I guess they're not into the primary game. Now, when it first started, I'm going to tell you, I, I didn't like the first three matches because I hadn't got acclimated to the new primary game that it became. By the end of the beta, man, was I hooked. I probably put 20 hours in that beta, and that may not be, may not be a lot for some people, but it was for my kind of lifestyle, and it, I was addicted, and I'm, I'm sad. I'm, I'm, I'm thirsty now for it, so another month and a half, and I, I can't wait. Right on. Hey, you know, we're talking about... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, real quick thought. We're talking about the grenades, and we're talking about the abilities and stuff, such like that, um, and how they affected the play, especially in PvP. You know, do, do we want to take a sec? I sort of want to take a sec to talk about the team shooting in the PvP mm -hmm. and the way oh, that's glorious. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's the way you're supposed to play now. Yeah, right. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I don't mind it, but it, it did it did it take anyone else off guard how um how much different it felt to be team shot? I mean, for the first couple of matches, absolutely. Because, you know, you got to you got to get used to it. But like by the end of the, the, the beta, um, as long as you're you now, it, it's going to be different for the people who are just solo lone wolf in it. Um, I, hate, oh, yeah. I hate it for them. But I mean, th they need to clan up. They need to use the guided games. It's going to be in the game. Uh, we still don't know how exactly it's going to work. But uh, I, I really think that's what Bungie is going to be forced to not forced, but just really wanting everyone to join up with the with mics because you're right. Team shooting, that is the new meta. And I, I'm sorry I used the word, but that is that literally is going to be the new way to play this game. Right. It, it should be, though, in my book. And and it, it's great that I think they rewarded it more in the scoring system In the scoring system. Um, if you get an assist, you get basically full points for a kill. And I love that because th they've taken away this whole. There's always this big with with shooters. There's this big, oh, what's your KD? What's your KD? What's your KD? But when you get into truly competitive games like Overwatch and such, you it, it's not about what your KD is. It's about how you helped the team. And now this game is set up in a way where scoring is about how you helped the team, not what your KD is. And the general KD is now more uh, a KDA based off your kills, deaths, and assists. And I love it. I, I think it's awesome. It, it brings to the forefront who is helping their team and who is not. And that's the way it should be in my mind. So I love the changes. Yes. It's smooth and delicious like bacon. So. Like a hand sandwich. Yeah. So next up is going to be messages from the reef. So welcome to our section known as Messages from the Reef, where we take questions and ideas from you, the Destiny community. We've got a couple questions this week. So David, why don't you go ahead and start with the first one? All right. Well, the first question for us is coming from Razzy Mago. He says, grenade sucked, ability sucked. What can Bungo do to make them usable, still balanced, and not spammable? We kind of just talked on this, but was there anything else y'all want to add? I mean, all right. So yeah, I think we, I think we talked about all the points. I just hopefully, 
players won't be, I mean, who, who am I thinking? They're all going to be salty, but that's just kind of part of it. I, it we've got to get used to a new game, a, a new new play style, and I think there's going to be some growing pains. Um, we're going to see a lot of that for the next couple of months, even after launch, but I think Bungie has a good idea of where they're going with it, and, you know, I trust their balancing. It hasn't always been the best, but, you know, we, we've all been here through through all these years, and I think that they have a good uh, plan laid out for us. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, like I said before, I think I don't think they sucked. I think you just needed to use them in specific ways. And I think that it's it's quite the learning curve because we're coming from a game where um, abilities are the crutch. They're the main focal point of killing the enemy team at points. And I think now um, you just have to use them more efficiently, effectively, and uh, think harder on when you should use are them. You, are you telling Razzy he needs to hashtag get good? No, I would never okay. I would never tell someone they need to hashtag get good. Um, Bullshit, David. You told me that plenty of times. <laughs> let me in your only backpack i love you only because i love you no i i just think i just think it's it's a different oh, so it's gonna be Rising a different now. pvp it's <laughs> oh man i'm i'm on blast no it's just gonna be a different <laughs> pvp it's it's gonna be very um as people have said it is kind of tilted more towards the competitive player and it's going to take some getting used to, but I think it is good for Destiny PvP as a whole and the way it's set up. And, um, well, I say that for PvP, um, I do think in PvE there needs to be big boosts to the abilities just so, you know, we're fighting enemies with space, space magic. Mm -hmm. All right. Anybody else on that question? Nope. All right. I think people one. will get used to the, the, the PvP. Yeah, it's true. All right, from Richard Jenkins, uh, do you believe that some or all weapon drops will be locked into a specific class? I believe he's talking like Warlock, Titan, Hunter. He's talking about the uh, the exotics that we got in the uh, the beta. The um, what is the what's like the name of this? Sweet business. business, sweet business. So I can I, we we can already say that no, it's not going to be locked to a specific character because in the homecoming mission, the original one at the Destiny reveal, the warlock was using sweet business, and and in the IGN video, exactly. Hunter was using it. Right. So we are now. Here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that in order to collect all the exotics, you have to have all three characters. Like a, spe a specific exotic will be only obtainable through let's say if you have a titan and you get a titan quest to get that but you can still transfer it over to a hunter and a hunter can use it i hope that that's where they go with them. Oh. that that's what i would like to see more of um i i don't want so to so, so it'd be like um obtaining Talaylock and uh ace of spades and stuff but you can transfer them is that what you're saying i hope that that's where they go because i i find that more interesting I never understood why the, the the warlock and the and the titan couldn't use ace of spades. I always thought that was really stupid. Considering, hey, they're using last word, they're using Hawkmoon, they're using all these other hand cannons. Like this is, it's not a, 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 an ultimate hand cannon. Why can't a titan or a, or a warlock use it? I'd be okay with that. I'd be down for that. I like it. 
Yeah, I think they were incentivizing players for the open for the beta just to try out all the classes. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think that they were trying to lock anything into anything. I mean, they did obviously, but I don't think for D two full game. I'm pretty sure that was just an incentive. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So yeah, Richard has another question there. He does. He says, "Do you believe we can jump straight into the Crucible in um, Destiny on launch, or will it be like Destiny One?" I am guessing Destiny One because they were they 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 very much much established that your character that you play through in PVE is the same one that you take in PVP. That they're that they're not mutually exclusive. That they're part of a holistic system that they have for Destiny Two, so, which many people can argue about. Right, and 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 we've we've already seen these arguments as even today but i i i don't see i i see them doing basically what, what they did in destiny one where you at least have to complete the quote-unquote homecoming mission to get into the crucible eh, i don't know so so my opinion is yes I, th- I think there's a possibility that what you said you could have to do the the first story mission but I don't think you'd have to do any more than that because, well, it is mutually exclusive. There is stuff you can just earn from Crucible. And I think that we've already seen that the hand cannon from Crucible, the better devils, because Luke Smith said it was the Crucible hand cannon, is a fantastic hand cannon. So there will be good guns you can get from Crucible. So I think if you want to play that right away, um, you will be able to play it right away. I just feel like you're not getting that much out of the game if you're just going into Crucible because Crucible is like, it it feels like with the way they built D2, Crucible it has gone from maybe 40% of what Destiny is to honestly like 15% of what Destiny is. Mm. That's an interesting thought. Hmm. Um, to answer the question, uh, I'm pretty much along the same lines as you guys, I think. You're probably going to have to do at least the story mission uh, to open things up, maybe a little bit more than that, uh, and then they'll open it up early. You're not going to be able to just jump right into the Crucible, though, without doing that. Yeah, I mean, I would think that you would have to at least complete enough of the story where you get your powers back, because it wouldn't make sense lore-wise to be thrown into Crucible if you can't revive yourself. Ooh, yeah, good point. That's, uh, that's a good point. I did not think about that. Golf so. clap. It's it, the whole the whole thing. I'm I'm very excited about the story just because there's this whole thing with getting your powers back. But like, how can we get our powers back if we don't take the thing off the traveler? But how can we take the thing off the traveler without powers? Along with that, how can our ghost help us if there's no traveler's light? Mm. you know I what i think effort is going to come into play i love the fact that we have all these questions still and i can't wait to actually experience the game and figure out what the hell is going on right indeed i can't wait to fap to gary in 1080p 60 frames per whoa second. whoa wait man I can keep that, that personal um i think we just i think we just discovered something about jorge uh he likes turtles <laughs> i like turtles <laughs> anyway that was all the questions from messages from the reef so if you guys have any further questions you can definitely send us a message on the twitter or on email our email is inorbitpodcast at gmail.com on email you sound like a i know i'm 
I'm hip. I'm cool. I'm with the kids. Send me a and message. I'm like AOL Instant Messenger. And on Twitter at Inorbit Podcast. So with that, we have reached the end of the podcast. Thank God. I'm going to smack you. Congratulations. You get a t-shirt. Yay. So any final thoughts for you guys? No, I'm good. Okay, I'll take that overwhelming silence. All right. There's nothing cool. at all. I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. I'm looking forward to the real game. Hype train full of all aboard. I'm looking forward to trying it on PC because I just want to I want to see what it feels like. Jordan, you're going to team up with me when the PC yeah. beta comes out since yeah. we're the only people playing it? No, nah, I actually know a couple people that will play it, so we'll probably have a full Crucible team at all times. Cool, I like it. And I'm looking forward to FAP. Anyway, David, go ahead and close up this show. All right. Well, we want to thank you all for listening to In Orbit. As always, we are available on a ton of platforms. So please, please, please make sure you're spreading the word. Best way to do that is to simply share In Orbit with others. We are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Overcast for iOS, Downcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Casts, YouTube, and we have an RSS feed. Links to each are available right on the Mashos Buttons website at www mashthosebuttons.com Make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming this week on Mash Those Buttons. Make sure to check out the other shows on the Mash Those Buttons network at mashthosebuttons.com forward slash shows to see all of our podcasts. And for any questions regarding scheduling, check mashthosebuttons.com forward slash schedule for scheduling details. Check us out on twitter.com slash mtb site, twitter.com slash inorbit podcasts, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, YouTube.com slash buttons. David, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at DS underscore Bolt or streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DS Bolt. No spaces, no underscores. Jordan, where can people find you at? They can find me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash IMTBot. Waldy, where can all the people find you at? Oh gosh. Oh, oh hundreds, sorry. All eight people can find me on Waldy77 Gamer on Twitter. Uh you know, hit me up, go ahead, join in and and you can hear me complain about all my usual video game or um uh, uh, movie uh disappointments. And become his ninth follower. <laughs> And Justin, where can people that too? That'll work. I'll even take a a 10 if you're out there. Are you going to have a 10 follower Uh, party? I I am on Twitter, but I am of no importance there. So I'm not even going to worry about giving that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You you are more than welcome to to join me up on the PSN XX Belail XX. I'm more than happy to to talk the talk and uh, play the game. And Fap the Fap. And as always, you can always find me on all the social network sites via my username, GoToNRG. That's G-O, the number two, N-R-G. And as I mentioned, make sure to send us any questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com or drop us a tweet at twitter.com slash inorbitpodcast. My prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls. 
points and directs, shapes and forms. I may not enjoy everything that lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs resolution. We are the authors, the finishers of our fate. What is in my past is my prologue, and what is in my future is my destiny. On behalf of the entire In Orbit team, David, Jordan, Jarrett, and myself, and today's guests, Waldy himself, and Justin, we thank you for listening to our show, and as always, we'll see you on the next mission. Your Destiny Calls.